0: Welcome back to our first episode of the Debate Without Debate podcast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're really excited for this first podcast. Today we have on Aman Jessingani, Look at me. One of my best <laughs> friends. Good uh, boy. Aman, please, please tell the crowd a little bit about yourself.
1: Huh? So I'm, I'm 17, same grade as Asher. Um, I started getting into a lot of like personal development videos and spirituality, inspiration, motivation, I guess. Some are going into 10th grade. When I, mean, I just saw a YouTube video just about style and dressing better, and that turned into, like, how to be better in social situations, how to be more confident, and that turned into how to live a happier life. And it just between, because of, like, the YouTube recommended list, I just started watching more and more videos, and I subscribed to, like, Prince EA or Simon Sinek or Gary Vaynerchuk or Jay, Sh- Jay Shetty, and um, I just got really into the, yeah. the world.
0: Aman has been the single person with me who has watched a ton of those videos and we talk about this all the time so we're really excited to have him on on for our first conversation for sure
2: also just a side note we have uh, a bit of new equipment this time so yeah uh, hopefully you guys notice hopefully you guys enjoy because this is definitely a new thing for us there's a lot of switches and buttons and (laughs) stuff like that which we don't really know how to maneuver yet but we'll figure it out as we go along but yeah yeah
0: so today on the podcast we're going to be talking about spirituality the distinction with that and religion, we're going to try and make it as l- like the least possible brainy that we yeah, can't. we'll try our best. But <laughs> I, am, I am 100% certain that these conversations will get really weird. Aman and I have had conversations just over lunch, and they get pretty crazy. Um, so first off, Aman, what I'm curious about for you is do you really think that there is a distinction between religion and spirituality, or are they just one and the
1: same? I guess I think it depends on how you practice it, right? Like if you think religion is a set of rules that you need to follow, then I think there's a distinction. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I think the purpose is the same, right? So I don't think that like some people are like some people say, "Oh, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious." Yeah. And some people say, "I'm religious, but I'm not spiritual." Like I, I don't think I, actually I don't think you hear a lot of people say, "I'm religious, but I'm not spiritual." But you do hear the other way around, mm-hmm. right? And I think that people people who say they're spiritual but not religious make that distinction because they don't want to be grouped in with everyone else they you know what i mean yeah but um no i I don't think there's that big of a distinction between the two i think it's just how you choose to connect with god in the same way that there's no that two different religions like hinduism and jewish and judaism yeah are (laughs) (laughs) are both um they're both religions i think anything i don't think there's that big of a distinction
0: sure all right that's interesting joe what do you think can there be a distinction between religion and spirituality?
1: Yeah, well, for me particularly,
2: I don't I don't consider myself as like a religious person per se, but I do definitely value spirituality in the sense that I do think that there is a higher being. Uh, I don't really feed into religion just because I don't think that it's necessarily true. Just because like in the area that we live in, there's a lot of technology out there, there's a lot of science out there that just kind of disproves a lot of what people have been saying for thousands of, upon thousands of years. Yeah. Um, but spirituality base uh, on a spirituality basis i definitely think that there's a higher being which controls something within this world i sure. mean th- th- that's only
0: reasonable i think something that we should uncover a little bit now is so we've had conversations about religion and like your so background both joey and i are jewish and Aman is hindu yeah um and so that's something i definitely think we should talk about but for you joey you are really disenchanted with religion myself included like i I'm not the most religious person, I wouldn't say, like, I, got, I don't go to temple or anything. But for you, Joe, I'm curious why you have distanced yourself so much from religion.
2: Um, okay, well, there's there's a few aspects of it. One is that, just look at the history of Judaism. Like, they've been put through the ringer, honestly. Yeah. Like, a lot of Jews have been put through the ringer. I mean, like, you have the Holocaust, just overall resentment from society. That I just don't. I just try. I'm trying to escape. Although, although like that might seem kind of wrong because I'm, I'm escaping a part of myself. I, I I don't know. It's just part part of me that I don't really want to recognize because it's just a really hated kind of religion within society. Um, also, I just don't really feed into like the woo-woo shishi stuff like <laughs> <laughs> that that comes with religion, like bowing down and stuff. Like I'm just not into that, and I just think that it's kind of it's kind of useless. Like do you really think that me saying a prayer is going to change something, change something. I don't, I don't really think that that's going to have any impact. So yeah. for me, I just don't think that, that it's a valuable part or that it would be a valuable part in my life. Um, also just like interacting with other people. When I tell someone that I'm Jewish, which I usually don't tell anymore, it's kind of something that I try and hide away because I don't feel comfortable with it. Um, A lot of people sometimes don't even speak to you anymore Mm -hmm. because of your religion. Yeah. You know, like uh, there was a, I forgot, it was you or something and you were at a summer camp. Actually, you could, you could say this. Yeah.
0: So I was, I was at a summer camp once. This was the weirdest experience I've ever had. I think it was the first experience I had with anti-Semitism. This is VBI? No, it was, I went to a sleepaway camp before going to like VBI or any of that stuff. Um, background VBI, when I talk about that, if I ever say that again, it's it's a debate camp that I went to. But mm-hmm. I went to a sleepaway camp, which was a Jewish sleepaway camp. Most of the people were there were Jewish, but there was this one weekend where kids from around the area came on to campus and slept over in our rooms. Mm-hmm. And I fall asleep one night and wake up. One of the kids is looking at me and asks wear your horns i said what like what do you what it's like since when do i have horns like i'm just i'm just like you there's no difference and you know there was that whole stereotype that like jews you know whatever kill christian babies drink their blood that was like a whole thing in in one of the biblical texts Mm -hmm. and he thought that i had horns how old was this kid he was like my age. That's I was the sad uh, part. That's the I sad like, part. I was like, I was like eleven like, or twelve, and it, and it was really sad because this kid comes onto a Jewish, like, mm-hmm. uh, like sleepaway camp, and he thinks that we all have horns. Yeah. That, that like, was why, my that question was is ridiculous. like, if you're
2: so afraid of Jewish, people, why are you coming to the camp in the first place? No, like it wasn't that know. he was
0: afraid. I think he was just genuinely curious. interested yeah. and curious, like, who are these? people? Uh, it wasn't like a joke. It was like a genuine, not genuine, dead serious. The kid was a a little. Serious. The kid was serious. a little weird to begin with, but like that. That was a weird-ass experience. Um, That's really weird. But I think for you, Joe, like, do you not identify as being Jewish at all? Or, like...
2: See, I'm in this weird in-between. I feel like there's a lot of Jewish people out there who are just like, I'm Jewish, but I'm not religious. They always try to escape it, right? Yeah. So I wouldn't say that I'm... I don't know what else I would be if I wasn't Jewish. You know what I'm saying? It's like Like a a part of you. Yeah, yeah. It's a part of me which I can't escape, yet I'm trying to escape, if that makes sense. Like, I've come to terms with that fact. Yeah. But... Uh, I don't per se see myself as not Jewish. I just don't see myself as a practicing religious Jew.
0: I, I think there's a growing trend within Jews of like mm-hmm. cultural Judaism. Like you, like yeah. We when we go to our families in Amman, I, I'm sure you experience this as well from like uh, the Hindu side or like Indian side. The culture of being Jewish is very different. Yeah. Like it's it's a religion, but there's more than just a religion to it. Definitely. Uh, especially since we're such a close group and we all come from a, a similar location, even though many of us are of different walks of life, yep. there are similar aspects and there are, especially us, Joey and I are both uh, Eastern European or like our parents were born in Eastern Europe and Ashkenazi Jews have a similar cultural background. Yeah. Like they do similar practices. Yeah. And when we go and visit our family, those practices come through like there's no way we can get around it yeah <laughs> like when it's a holiday and we're with them they're doing that type of stuff oh, yeah and so it's it's part of our identity like it's how we've grown up Aman, I'm curious from your perspective like do you identify as Hindu um well,
1: yeah yeah definitely I think even I think you can be religious without necessarily believing every single story sure mm-hmm. right like in the sense that and like I, I know the biggest difference is like Hinduism is like polytheistic right yeah and so I I don't know if I believe Everything that's said in Hinduism or if I Like I haven't read all of the Hindu texts as much but I have done like Some reading and stuff like that and I do Go to like the Hindu temple and stuff and I'm My my biggest thing With religion in general Hinduism Is that I don't like when there are Rules that prevent a barrier to entry For other people to mm-hmm. like when The idea of the biggest quality of religion is that there shouldn't be any Barrier to being able to connect with God Right like the idea of If you don't go to church on Sunday, then you won't be able to connect with God. Like, I don't think that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Right? I think that, like, if, because God is supposed to be something that's, like, universal. And I think the biggest issue with religion is that they, people often view God as being separate from all humans and separate from everyone. That Like, in order to connect with someone, you have to go through something or something like that. But I think the whole idea of God being universal is that anyone, regardless of wealth, regardless of where you are, can connect.
0: Yeah. I yeah I definitely agree with that. Um, that's really interesting. From my perspective, um, like I definitely identify as being Jewish. I'm a little different than Joey, um, but for me it's because and and I buy into a lot of the. We, I talk with my parents a lot about this, and they they even talk about like you should like marry someone who's Jewish. You should be around Jewish people. Like you should have a Jewish community. Like same for me. Yeah. Like when I'm applying to college, they're like one of the key factors is, are there Jewish people or there? if there's okay. like a Hillel or something. Yeah, and like I understand that, like people of oh, yeah. similar background, but where I've differed is I'm like, listen, like if I, if I fa- fall in love with somebody who's not Jewish, you're just gonna have to accept that. Like I can't choose that. Or uh, like hopefully they're respectful of my religious yeah. background and like I'll be respectful of theirs. But when it comes to religion for me, I just view it as part of me. Like I can't sever myself from Judaism. It's it's I've grown up Jewish, and like I can push back as much as I want, but but it's it's not gonna go away. It's always there. Like if we're talking Nazi Germany, people who are one eighth Jew were killed. Mm -hmm. They they could have been Christian. They could have been a even the the most religious people. And and the crazy thing is like Hitler having Jewish DNA. Like he he's like one fourth Jewish or something. Yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know that? And it's ridiculous. That. The dude who hated And he killed world. people who had one eighth of their DNA mm-hmm. Jewish. And it's, it's ridiculous, but it just shows you can't sever yourself. So you, you come into this position where it's like, all right, you have two options. You can disassociate and be like, listen, this is not me. Or you can accept it because you realize that the dissociation is just going to end up associating you more with a specific group like you can't leave it um and so that's that's kind of like where i come from Mm -hmm. anyway that's that's a little bit of a background on our our religious perspective Uh, but i'm interested more so from aman's perspective so aman's done a lot of reading he talked about this before where he he listens to a lot of videos but he read this one book that he keeps telling me i need to read which i probably will but it's called conversations with god so i want you to Tell us a little bit about what Conversations of God is really about. What you liked about it, um, or your own perspective, or anything that you think you've grown through it.
1: Uh, sure. So it's by this guy um, Neil Donald Walsh. I think it was written in like mid 1990s, and he's still he's still alive now. I think he wrote it when he was about 40 or 50. And um, basically, the premise is he's struggling with life. He's he hasn't he's not super successful. He's not super wealthy or anything like that, and he's He thought he knew how to live he thought like he he's a good person everything like that but like nothing's working out so he goes he writes an angry letter to god and he's surprised that he gets a response that's like the premise of the book is Hmm. this this tell me this is a true story yeah yeah stop yeah 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 gets
0: a letter back no i mean
1: no it like it Oh, There's, it
0: comes to him. It comes it's, to it's, him. I got
1: you. I Some got
2: dude you. is trolling him straight up. He's trolling him.
1: <laughs> it's like when you send
0: a letter to Santa, <laughs> yeah.
2: And yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Your mom picks yeah. it out the out the mailbox yeah, You know. <laughs> right anyway, yeah. Continue, continue. No, so, um,
1: whatever. He, it comes to him. However, way it comes to him, flow state or something like that, right? And um. So all three books is it's just basically, like, transcript, manuscript form or whatever. Manuscript form or whatever. It's just it's question answers question answers. That's the whole all three books. And I think he wrote a fourth one a few years ago. And that one's like the whole premise that is like awaken the species. Like, are we ready to step into our true, new, like true form, and stuff yeah, like or that. something like that? But um, it, it, one thing I really like it's not a book that you read for like um style or like beautiful writing or something. I mean, it, I like the parts where got. So it's obviously it's very eloquent and stuff like that. But it's a book you you read for you read for content, mm-hmm. and, and that's right. And the biggest thing, the thing that I found most interesting about the book was like all of the all of the paradoxes that seemed to come up. Like, they called it, like, di- divine dichotomies. That was really cool.
0: Do you want to explain a little bit about that? Sure. I have no idea what that yeah, is. Yeah, I have
1: no clue. I was <laughs> so talking about divine dichotomies. I don't yeah. know what that is. And so it was the same <laughs> when, I like, like, as I started watching a lot of videos, right, like, you would discover, like, contradictions, right? Like, either I was being told about, like, lectured about perseverance and ambition from CEOs like Gary Vaynerchuk, That's right? That's so true, yeah. Or I was yeah, yeah. watching videos about meditation and, like, spiritual videos about, like, how to slow down from people who had been from people who claim to have mastered the mind, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the idea of like detaching from outcomes like that. Yeah. And that seemed like a contradiction to me, right? Like yeah. if you're truly happy with who you are, how is it justifiable for you to then go and chase a promotion, right? Yeah, for like, sure. Like how, do, how does that work? Like, and then I thought that kind of contradicts everything like we're taught, like we're taught, study so you can get good grades in order to get into a good school, in order to do this, in order to do this. And I was like, why chase something in order to chase something else? That didn't make much sense. That's to facts. Damn. That's damn. facts. Right? <laughs> that's like, facts. why target? Oh,
2: that's so facts. That's so
1: facts. Why dude. target a job with like a high paying salary if you need to use the extra money to take vacations away from where you work in order to be happy? There, yeah. was,
2: a, there was a story which my dad told me a few, uh, it was like a few weeks ago. He said there was some really, there, there was some man and he was working on Wall Street, right? Okay. And he was like, man. I just all I wanna do is just have a cabin in the woods. Keep in mind he's probably making millions of dollars on Wall Street, probably doing some sort of drug just to stay awake, just killing himself, right? Yeah. And one man came up to him and he said, Why don't you just do it? So this dude said It's so simple. Dude said, Okay, for frick it dude. I'm I'm going, I'm leaving, I'm buying a cabin in the woods and I'm I'm just gonna live there. The The dude bought a cabin in the woods, got everything that he wanted, all of his dreams they were there now. They came into fruition. And now he's, he, he was living a good life. He it's got so
0: sad how many people I have met, especially lately. And, and, like, I've fallen prey to this, too. Like, all right, so backgrounds or just a little bit of it. I've been reading a lot of positive psychology stuff, motivational yeah. psychology, which, in a weird way, connects really well with things like spirituality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it works. It's, it's kind of freaky because it's like the hard sciences. And you'd never think this. The hard, well. Whatever. Some people call it psychology, soft sciences, whatever. It's the science. Connecting science with religion, and it's kind of crazy. Um, anyway, but he, uh, this author talks so much about how many people hate their lives. Mm-hmm. Like, they just absolutely hate it. They work.
1: People hate the author's lives. No, 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 um, not the just, author. Like The people, they, who, the people
0: re- who he talks to just hate their life. Oh, okay, okay, Like, okay. they're working the nine to five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're working yeah. to live but they're not living. Yeah. Anyway, that, that, I just find that interesting. Living living to work. Yeah. That's so true. Anyway, back, back to the book though.
1: Yeah, sure. So, so that was, so that the first, the construct like, like why chase something or chase something else, right? So the way, the closest I can come to like reconciling that is I think, what helped me do it was like, it was actually a video by Casey Neistat, I think like on ambition. It was like, Mm -hmm. so how ambition can be both a blessing and a curse because although like it drives you to achieve like things you'd never imagine you could achieve, right? Ambition isn't satiated by getting to that destination. Right, Like if you're chasing something to chase something else, the the good part about that is the the learning process becomes like the end in and of itself, yeah, yes. right? So we when were, you're learning we just were, to learn.
2: We were talking about this a few days ago. I was ranting to Asher. I, 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 we were talking about something, but it's it, not, not that important. It was like 1 a.m. talks. Yeah, it was 1 a.m. It's always the most impactful talks. But anyway, <laughs> so um, yeah, we were talking, right? And Asher, we both came to the conclusion that... You achieve more when you are internally motivated. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like
1: I'm doing more now, now that I'm not pressured to get yeah. good grades. I yes. feel like I'm doing more work in school now. That's
2: so true because your incentive now yeah, is yeah, to yeah. learn as yeah, opposed exactly. to just achieve a 100. And I have a bunch of friends. I mean, I, I was talking to one of my friends a week ago and he said, man, this quarter was so bad for me. I hate this. I hate this. I hate all, all, all the school stuff. All I want is the grades. I said, you have to change your incentive. Yeah, You have to change the way that you view grades. If you view grades and material accomplishments, uh, like grades or trophies or whatever, just whatever you have that you can feasibly hold, uh, if you treat it as a learning experience and actually valuing the process, as opposed to just looking towards the end goal, and once you get the end goal, you've achieved something, then you'll live so much better.
1: And the cool part about it is that these conversations that we're still having, it's like the oldest conversation, like the journey is the... Is what you should yes. value, not the destination. Sometimes right. the most and ancient like, yeah, things have, exactly.
0: have the most meaning.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. pretty. I think you guys would cool. like the movie Three Idiots. Y'all love I, this it. Is a, all <laughs> <right>. <laughs> we're three idiots right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. Ama- it's, it's what we're, it's
0: what Aman we're and I l- watched a lot of Hindu movies. Indian like, movies. sorry, Indian movies. Are they <laughs> spoken in Hindu? Hindi? Hindi, my B.
2: Yeah, what's the what's the difference? I do not know. Hinduism is a religion. Hindi is a okay, language. Okay, I'm, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. There's a bunch of religions though. There's like
1: little. Yeah, interest, yeah, yeah. Okay. And there's a bunch of languages too. Okay. It's so like there's Hindi, there's Sindhi, there's Gujarati. Are they just how different many do you iterations? speak different languages How many do you speak? I speak, I speak and understand, and I can read and write a little bit of Hindi. Sindhi, I can't speak very well, but I do understand it. Got it.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's, is it is it kind of like the the differences between um. What's it called? Like Northeastern accents versus yeah. No, it's a different language. It's like a completely like a different language. Different it's a different language. language.
1: Oh my God. Good Obviously God. there's some overlap, but it's a different language. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Then there's Urdu, which is like, which is close, very close to Hindi, but it's like a, I guess Hindi is derived from, Ur, it's like Urdu is like a more sophisticated form of Hindi, I guess more formal. Interesting. But it is a different language.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. So this book, you read this book, you, you recommend it to everyone you know. Yep. <laughs> Why? Like what is so impactful about this book?
1: It was, it's when you walk away feeling very connected, right? And it's, it's very, as much as it was written, like what, like thirty four thirty years ago now, it's yeah. still, it's super modern. It's super, it makes you think it's everything, it's contemplative, everything, everything that a good book should be, I think. Yeah. But the biggest thing, like I said, was the, was the paradox, right? Like there was a quote, not from the, there was a quote, not from the book that was like, like the closest you can get to God is when you experience like an irreconcilable paradox, right?
2: I'm adjusting his mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep on going, um, you're
1: good. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, um, one thing that I really liked that the book, like, the book for me is, like, the, it's one of, like, the best authorities I've found on all this stuff. Not that it's, like, you should take it as the word of God literally when you read it. Like, if you yeah. don't agree with the idea, that doesn't mean you're wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But it's, like, like all these videos I'd see, there would be about, like, chakra meditations or, like, all these other things. And they, this book talked about all of them, and it integrated everything together and into, like, a complete life philosophy. Interesting. Right? Um, and just so like one, one of the things that I talk about a lot is like the law of attraction kind of stuff, right? Mm. Like that I believe that if like if you like your your thoughts can influence your reality in the sense that mm-hmm. like if I if I really really believe I'm gonna have a free period today, I'm more likely yes. to have a free period today. And but the the thing that I found with that, that I, and like the the thing you were talking about how science kind of backs up spirituality, right? Mm-hmm. The whole idea of reality transurfing is something that's based in quantum mechanics and it provides kind of a justification for the law of attraction. It's the idea that everything in life is a vibration, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this table is vibrating, we just can't see it. right? Sure. Like, and everything emits a particular frequency, and it vibrates, right? So the reality that we're experiencing now is determined by our frequency in the sense that the three layers of creation are what thoughts, words, and actions, right? Mm-hmm. And all of them in a particular frequency. That's why the biggest criticism of the law of attraction is, oh, you just think you're going to make a lot of money. People say, oh, I'm going to think about a lot of money. I'm going to make a lot of money. And obviously, that's not true. Like right? You have to go out and act, yeah. right? But that doesn't mean that your thoughts can't influence everything. Right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting because... I don't know if we've already. The audience already knows that we're both debaters, but they don't know that Aman's a debater. So yeah, yeah, Aman, yeah. Is, Aman, Aman is Aman.
0: Amon is the OG. 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 Like shame. Aman and I would go after school almost every day <laughs> to just talk about debate.
2: Literally, It's fun. It's commitment. Yeah. But but, um.
0: We we could talk that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Later. Anyways, so <laughs> yeah. So, so on the law of attraction thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So so on the law of attraction thing, I remember I was with Asher and we were prepping for some sort of competition, it was a local competition at the time, and I just really didn't feel in my zone, and one of the biggest things which helped me win the competition yeah. eventually was literally just picturing myself winning the yeah, competition, yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. literally pictured myself winning to the, the competition, I walked in as confident as possible, yep. and the law of attraction just proves itself there, yeah, like, yeah. It's just so true yeah. how you change your psyche, and once you change the way that you think,
1: it's because like, emotions also dictate the frequency you vibrate at. Like that's like science has proven that. Like when you're happy, you like vibrate at a different level or something like that. So the whole idea of just thinking you're going to achieve it, like that's why visualization works more than anything else. It's the idea that once you, it's not about just visualizing the action. It's about invi- visualizing the feeling that you have when you do the action, mm-hmm. right? So th- like there's there's a video on just how to wake up on time. And it's tell yourself 10 times before you go to sleep. I now demand my subconscious mind to wake me up at, say, 6 a.m. Hmm. Do, say that 10 times. And then when you go to sleep, visualize yourself. I need to do this. Visualize <laughs> yourself waking up. Se- when you check the alarm clock, it says, six, visualize, like, on your phone, 6 a.m. written right there. And just visualize and imagine, let yourself feel the feelings as if you already achieved that. As if you already woke Oh, yes, now I have so much time. And, like, let yourself feel those emotions. And that's the best way to go about achieving that. But the thing that I found really cool with, like, the law of attraction then is like the whole idea of then everything is kind of your fault, right? In the sense that you can influence everything, everything's also so your then, fault. Yeah. So, do you think that yeah, it also
2: that, has negative consequences? Yeah, that,
1: yeah. So that's what I, that's what, that's this is the part that I'm a feeling that I don't have an answer to. Cause one of the lessons that I was taught, like in all these videos, right, is the way, the, the way to achieve a happy life to not be stressed is to let go of need, right? It's like, it's okay to want everything but need nothing, right? The way to live a happy life is to master the factors that you can control. But Simon sees let go of the factors that you can't control, right? So if I'm learning just for the sake of learning and I study my hardest for the test, it shouldn't matter what grade I get, right? Because I've mastered the things I can control. I can't control the grade. So I shouldn't let it influence how I go about living my life. That's right interesting. But the law of attraction kind of flips that on its head, right? If I think I'm more likely to get a hundred and I like I envision that, and then I let myself think, oh no, what if I don't get a hundred after I've already taken this up? Oh, and then I start fretting, oh, I'm gonna get an eighty, I'm gonna get an eighty, and then I do get an eighty. Suddenly that 80 is my fault because of the way I thought. Mm. And you can get mad at yourself for thinking a certain way, yeah. Yeah. which is what, I don't know how those two things function, because I believe that you shouldn't like, live your life based on outcome, right? Live your life based on input, what you can control, that's most important. Yeah. But the law of attraction says you can influence all of these other things. Mm. And so those two things kind of, like some, somebody said, like if a meteor goes and crashes the house and kills everyone who I know, it's my fault.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, um, I was reading this book called, uh, well, I didn't completely finish it, but I, I got a good way through it. It's called Art of Not Giving An F. I'm not going <sighs> to say the full word, but um, they talked about this thing called an inf. I don't think they use this term, but this is like what I kind of re- refer to it as is the infinite regress loop. Okay. So once you have this negative thought in your mind, thinking that yeah, like yeah, the blame yeah. is now on you, now you get stuck in this loop exactly. of, of just thinking you're terrible and you're a horrible person. You're doing everything wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that leads to a lot of uh, mental
1: illness, yeah. like mental, uh, just really bad issues. Jay so, Shetty used the analogy of like two to wolves living in your head. Mm-hmm. So like, one's a negative wolf, one's a bad wolf, right? It's the wolf that you feed, the, like yeah. you keep doing that, that you one gets stronger. Really, yeah. yeah, and then when when it comes time to make a decision, the, that wolf is gonna overpower the other wolf, mm. right? And that doesn't mean you can't get out of that situation, Just make, you're just making it harder for yourself. And mm-hmm. that's why awareness is probably the most, like Gary Vaynerchuk is big on awareness, right? Awareness leads to choice. In a sense that, like with ego, right? like everyone has ego, yep. right? Everyone's Everyone's actions are fueled by ego, whether they admit it or not, right? And the solution isn't to get rid of ego. It's to just be aware of ego. It's to not be ashamed when you say, like, yes, I want to achieve this, but I'm willing to admit that part of me wanting to achieve that action is ego. So it's just being aware of it. That's what lets you... Being aware that you're in a negative regression is what lets you break it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Dang. That's interesting. Philosophize their ego. That, that's, that's interesting, dude. Yeah. So cut the infinite regress loop.
0: <laughs> I I actually think it's kind of... It's kind of almost like you trick your own body. yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in a way. it's like you visualize and then because you trick yourself, you achieve. Mm-hmm. And like one of my sayings that I lived by for a fake long it till time you make it yeah I, yeah, fake yeah, I faked it so much. like I was the most unconfident person I knew. And Literally, and like,
2: I remember back in the day—not back in the day. It's probably like a few years back ago. back in the anyway, day. Like, keep in mind that we're like 16, Asher was 17. so Asher was so introverted. Like, yeah, he didn't, same. we we've always had issues with friends, right? Because we never thought that anyone. Well, well, for me particularly, I know Asher went through something really similar. Yeah, uh, we never really felt like there were people who we could connect with, and only until now, and only up until high school, we, up, up until high school, where I could actually find kids who were similar. To, to us right? at least are on the same i like to say wavelength we're on the same we're on yeah, the same yeah, page. it's like your frequency yeah you're on the same like frequency exactly like with aman we're on the same frequency yeah. we're having a conversation which we wouldn't yeah. be able to have with i don't know some people which we just don't connect with but having that lack of connection and having that lack of uh, wavelength per se kind of re- really took a toll on us right um yeah
1: i was really interested like i would take so- a a portable DVD player with me to any family kid yeah, party. I would sit in the corner with headphones your on a book. crazy. That's I would crazy. just be like that. And then what got me out of my show was was karate and magic. Those are yeah. the two biggest things.
2: Yeah. So the thing with um I guess the introvertedness for Asher and me as well. Actually, I, I think I was less introverted than you, to be fair. yeah but, um I was really in my show. What really got me out particularly was just talking to people, like just really just faking it. Telling myself, Joey, you were the most confident person yeah. out there. And beforehand, when I was younger, I had this diagnosis called PANDAS, right? Uh, you probably don't know about this. I don't but, know. Most um, people
0: don't. It's kind of it's kind of crazy how he was uh, diagnosed. Yeah.
2: So thank God I got diagnosed beforehand. But um, so it's basically this, it's this condition which you ca- kind of like contract. Can I say contract? No, I don't. think Yeah, it's you contract. can. You can. Contract. Yeah, but whatever. He, he had
0: strep a bunch I of times. Had time. strep so like, many like times. A, oh like Joey God. and I both had strep. A probably lot, like tens of every time, month, but,
2: like every month, yeah. probably like twice. I got so sick all the time. They were considering. This is when you were t- how young? I was young. Like I was like this was like when years five years I was I was young, and so one of the repercussions of me contracting strep all the damn time yeah was me getting this condition called pandas right okay um and i don't know the specifics of it but i know that your body is basically attacking itself your body is attacking like the nerves in your in your brain it it really messed with joey like and it still impacts it still impacts me on on a massive scale so what happened was when one of the side effects of when you get diagnosed is you have extreme anxiety like extreme anxiety so Um, I had like OCD throughout the time. I, I think I still have fragments of it. Yeah, There's still fragments of, yeah, of pen still within me. But I I got so nervous. I remember I was in preschool and my teacher said something about some kid swallowing Purell, Right, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, what? It might be so <laughs> random. And looking back at it, it was so ridiculous. So uh, my teacher, and you uh, were that kid? Y- no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Gulp, gulp. No, I'm playing. Uh, nah, but um she talked about how some kids died from swallowing Purell. And I don't know what clicked at that point. I felt like I was going to die. Like my teacher told me, <laughs> I literally said, uh, Miss, I, I'm not going to say her name, but <laughs> Miss blah, blah, blah. I feel like I'm so sick. I'm about to throw up. She said, why Joe? Are you okay? I said, I don't know what's happening to me. I was shivering for no reason. Mm-hmm. I didn't know something clicked within my yeah. brain. And from that point on, I would not use Purell. I swear, I wouldn't use Purell. We had Purell. to buy we a whole had to new type. That's crazy. It was so ridiculous. Like it changed the way that I functioned. I was afraid of everything. Everything, literally everything. I was anxious about everything. I thought that people were like criticizing me everywhere, at every moment in my life. Like I just thought that everything wasn't going my way. Right. So beforehand, I was like, "Hell a chill." I was su- such a chill kid. I didn't care about anything. I could literally, someone could throw me off a bridge, and I would not care. <laughs> when you were four, you were such a when chill I was, kid. I I was yeah, so he was. Chill. He had I was no so care shy. in the world. And, and you can look at videos, like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were clowns, but um, yeah. But afterwards, I had so much anxiety, and it's only up until now where I found a coping mechanism through like exercising and oh, healthy okay. eating and just like maintaining a mental, uh, a constant healthy state within my mind. Doesn't um, that get tiring, though? Like, What? Do you, like, do you feel that you...
1: Like, when you if you miss a day, do you get mad at yourself? No,
2: I don't. Because okay. um, I know that... See, the, the reason why I, I was anxious at first because of this pandas... Because of this whole pandas thing is because I thought that I wasn't doing good for myself. I thought that I yeah. was a failure. So, one of the ways which I've coped through that recently uh, through, throughout the past few years is I've found an outlet for exercise, right? Yeah. So, I've really... Just I love exercise. I yeah, love yeah, working yeah. out. I like eating clean because I know that when I do those particular things, I'm bettering myself and mm-hmm. I'm not worthless and I'm a person of substance because I'm taking action every yep. single day whether I eat an apple or eat a banana or do a few push-ups that I'm doing better for myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's a key problem which people, especially teenagers in our town or just everywhere in particular, they don't have valuable coping mechanisms. You know yeah, what I'm saying?
1: exactly. That's what... The biggest thing, Simon Sinek Who's this? Who's this guy or whatever? He has, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. He's he has, his, uh, his, like, his, one of his most vile videos is this talk he did about millennials, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. how about the, I've seen this the yeah, yeah? The biggest issue with millennials is that they don't have the the sh- social coping mechanisms they need to succeed in the real world, right? Because you, whether it's like because of participation trophies or entitlement or whatever it is, or as a result of insecurity or something, It's that when you when you go into the world and you don't go about achieving things that all your life that you were able to achieve throughout high school. Right, you feel isolated. You feel alone. You don't want to ask for help, and people don't volunteer to help because they think you have it all in control because you don't ask for help, mm-hmm. right? And you don't learn the social coping mechanisms you need to Dude, come into your own.
2: I feel like this thing is ruining our lives. Yeah. It's always pointing this at his thing iPhone is right now. Literally ruining. Not there's so much stuff which we could do that's yeah. so beneficial to our life. I can contact my friend that is literally thousands of miles away Yeah. through this cell phone. It's
0: just a tool.
2: But you at the use same it for. Same time. Time. You need but to learn to put it in its proper it's box. The same yes. thing, like I don't know alcohol right like you can drink alcohol in moderation but if you misuse it simon sinek
1: said that like this technology social media is like opening up the liquor cabinet to your kids and then saying hey by the way if this adolescent thing if it gets you down it's open yeah yeah Yeah.
2: it's for it's so true and i think that cell phones in particular we talked about this in the introductory podcast but social media is removing like completely eradicating
0: what we're doing right social now social
2: skills what we're doing just having but face But it's also made this possible.
0: That's true. It's true. That, it's it's honestly there are positives there so are yeah. ironic too, yeah. And yeah. and the ironic YouTube is thing is what let me do all the, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The ironic thing is we're using the same like we're criticizing, right? We criticize our phones, we criticize You'll, y'all will hear all of our critiques throughout <laughs> yeah. all of the episodes. But we're using it as a modicum to build a platform yeah, and exactly. build a community. That's the goal. So it's, like, for real, though, what Aman said, put it in its proper box. Like, we have to use it in a particular way. I'm, I'm wondering from you, Aman, how do you think our phones interact with, like, spirituality? So, like, from my perspective, like, do you think our phones, or at least... Screens in general? Yeah, have become a new form of, like, religion or, like, stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're hog, we hog all of our time doing, yeah. watching videos, stuff like that. I'm, yeah. I'm curious.
1: So I think it, it definitely eats away at like w- the idea that we spend so much time going through all of these posts on Facebook because it's a, it's like eating, it's like w- as human beings, we, we strive for social connection. Like we're social animals. The reason we're the dominant animal on earth is because we learn how to build tribes we're social animals. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we have a need to connect with other people and social media lets us connect with, connect with other, in air quotes, connect with other people <laughs> um, yeah. um, at a level. And it's like, it's like, the, like when you get hungry. Right. You can either go eat a steak or you can eat a bunch of candy. Right. I think that social media is like you are connecting with other people, but you're doing it through the least healthy way possible. That's true. Right. But social social media can be a really good thing. That's true. Right. It's about what you choose to follow, what you choose to keep up with and everything like that. But then the issue that I have with that, and this is another issue that I this is something that I don't know how to uh, reconcile. Yeah. 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 Um,
2: (laughs) He's trying to find the words. It's fine. You're good. You're good
1: the the idea of like echo echo spheres echo bubbles or whatever like uh, echo chambers Yeah, echo chambers yeah. like how people like one of the biggest things that you say about like um like psychological health and things like that right like you need to be aware of who you hang out with right like don't hang out with people who constantly put you down obviously yeah. right it's not good for your mental health sure yeah. um, you know
2: you know the saying like um the people who you're who you're closest with like tell, like me, five, tell me tell me who you hang out with and I'll yeah, tell so, you who you are yeah, also, yeah. that also but but there's another thing like you are the product kind of, of the product five books you read. The, yeah. You're the yeah, product yeah. of the five people who you're true. around. Yeah. So if you're around people who aren't confident, if you're yeah. around people who are always doubting their se- doubting themselves, if you're around people who just have really unhealthy habits, yeah. that'll definitely rub off on you. Yeah. you know but what, w- at what
1: my issue is at what point when you say like, oh, I want to hang out with these people because it's good for my mental health. At what point do you just, by doing that, you close yourself off to opinions you're not ready to That's hear. That's true. Maybe it's like, oh, I don't want to hear this because it's bad for my psychological health. Or maybe yeah. you're just not ready to contemplate that opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. So my issue with, as I think I think social media is actually a pretty good does a pretty good job of this in the sense that on like Instagram, right? You can choose to follow whoever you want and you receive and like you might be in an echo chamber or whatever like that in the sense that you go through all you these things. But you can surround people, yourself yeah. but like by positive things, right? But still you're gonna see everything that's going on in the world. Yeah. Right. Through social media, you get to you get to see everything in the sense that it like obviously like ads get targeted to you based on who you are, but you still see everything. Like social media lets you like experience the world at a whole other level. Yeah. In the sense that I think it's I think part of it's an echo chamber and part of it's not yeah. you know what Interesting. i mean
2: i think that people kind of use social media in the wrong sense where they only subject themselves to things which they are interested in for instance like they only exactly. add people on snapchat well i don't know why you would be adding strangers but yeah. <laughs> they only watch uh for instance snapchat stories of their friends which they which is Fairly small minded in the sense that they don't expose themselves to yeah. what is available already. Like if you want to watch a video on what life is like in Dubai, you, you can, but that. a lot of people don't.
1: Yeah. Like there's value if you're, if you're, let's say you're a liberal, there's value in watching conservative videos. Yeah, That's facts. And the you other way around. Do it, yeah. You know That's what saying? yeah. Part
0: of, part of the reason why we created this podcast is literally to create a place where that thing can happen. Yeah. Like one of our future episodes, and this is us releasing a little bit of our plan, but like. We, don't we, name names. Don't name We're names, not going to so name I, names. Yeah we only give amon shout out in the first episode <laughs> but like we're we're going to try and have people on that we know do not have the same opinions as us like and, and you'll hear here like amon does not have the same opinion as Joey or i and we all come from our own backgrounds and like even Joey and i were brothers like if we're talking about the five people that we hang around the most. Like, Joey is definitely number one. Mm-hmm. My parents are number two and number three, 100%. And then probably, like, Amon's another one of those people, and then, like, some other people, yeah, right? Yeah, it's always, like, four and five rows. And if friend. we're talking about that, like, we all have different opinions still. So, like, yeah. as much as an echo chamber is not an echo chamber, yeah. like, there's still variety. No, of course. Like, there's no way that everyone's exactly the same. But anyway, this one of our episodes will hopefully be about, like, bringing a conservative person on, like, a conservative activist – Joe, Joey and I, whatever our opinions are, and just talking to them, and that's it. Yep. Like it's that simple. But that's the beauty of this. Yeah. But I'm I'm so I'm so interested in this spirituality stuff from a perspective, only because like. For real, some of the best conversations I've had with him have just been the most random things. Like, so what, <laughs> I, what I'm curious about is what is the weirdest thing that you heard in there that you think you actually like employ in your life? The
1: weirdest thing that I
0: heard. Or just the weirdest thing in general. Man, do you meditate? I do. You do meditate. About 45 so. an hour a day. Really? Damn, that's long.
2: Yo, can we, can we just like diverge from what you were yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. We can come back to that. You, you meditate an hour a day. Uh, yeah, that's that's really. Why. I usually do
1: because it's it's good. Like it's, so I think the the thing with meditation is like all meditations are grouped in one thing, but there are a lot of different types, right? Like the biggest, the most common thing is like a body scan meditation like you like you say this on some yeah. other head space, like you go through your body, and that's good yeah. because it takes your awareness out of your head, it puts it into your body, right? But there, it's it's more than that. Meditation it means just any introspective practice. It's not just it's not just that. It's not just thinking about thinking, right? Like when I so I usually I'll do say five, 15 minutes in the morning, every morning. It's, I'll try, And I'm not perfect. Some days I miss, right, obviously. Mm. Um, and I'll use an app like Simple Habit or I'll use, uh, like, something, like, had to be something quick, right? And then going to sleep, I do a longer one, maybe 45 minutes to an hour, maybe two hours, but I don't stay awake during that whole thing. Right? I let it put me to sleep. And that's when I'll go on YouTube and I'll use, like, Unlock Your Life or Jason Stevenson or Michael Seeley or Aaron Doughty. And these are, like, the meditation names that I listen to. But, um, and, like, one of the big things, in it's about connecting to source, like, source God, whatever you want to call it, Right. That's the other big thing I use meditation for. It's a means of feeling larger than yourself, connecting to everything, and so that's what I really like about meditation.
2: Hmm. Mm. And so, do you think that that meditation has helped you? Meditation has definitely helped you yeah. understand yourself better. A hundred percent, for sure. Yeah. So, so how is it? What are kind of like the impacts that come out of your meditation that you've noticed?
1: Um, calmer throughout the day, I guess. Really. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're just you're more aware of like that negative. Cycle, that loop we were talking about earlier, right? That infinite regressive loop. Um, you, you're, it's easier to break patterns when you meditate because you can become aware of the pattern. Yeah. Right? Like Jay J shetty has a video on this why meditation made me a bad person in the sense that you maybe you were always, say, let's say you were always a bad person, now you're just aware of your negative habits, right? So you're looking at a really dirty mirror. When you go to clean that mirror with meditation, all that dust, come, dust comes up in your face, and you gotta, then now you have to work through all of that. So you were clean before you started meditating. Now you have all this stuff you got to work through.
0: Mm. Wow, that's such facts. Like, oh my! So I used to meditate for a while, especially last year. Like, I meditated headspace. a lot more. Headspace. Yeah, I use headspace, headspace
2: a lot. I like Simple Habit a lot. <laughs> really, I should try it out again. I've been doing yoga, but yeah, yeah
0: same. Something. Joe, yeah, Joey and I have been on a little bit of a yoga kick just because of our dad. Our dad goes to yoga all the time now. Yeah, it's really. I like it's yoga. It's a and
2: combination it, between like let's say normal exercise. Like, yeah, you know, people do like push-ups, pulls, all yeah. that stuff. But also a combination of, like, meditation. It's, like, and it's, I like, yeah, like functional. functional. It's energy healing Yeah, you're
1: moving energy through yeah. your body. And, and
0: in a way, I almost feel, like, more connected to myself and, like, yeah. more whole once yeah. I do it. It's the weirdest thing. Like, I, I am not the biggest guy in the world. <laughs> like, I used to be a runner, so I have, like, a relatively thin body. But, like, when I do work out, the best feeling I get is when I'm doing yoga. Or like when I run, because I feel like I'm moving myself as a whole, not just like isolated contractions. But I think even more, yoga is spiritual, like in a way. Like it touches all on that, like the deep breathing. The the deep texts, like all those old texts. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy because there's more to it than just like an exercise. It's like a way of life. And like you were
1: mentioning that when you do martial arts or something you talked about, chakra like you said this to me once, remember? What you talked about, you, like you used to take lessons, martial arts yeah, lessons, yeah. and you talked about how you felt the same way you did after, like you do yoga or whatever, because you move the energy. Through. You mentioned I don't something remember about that. It. Yeah, it was, but I uh, I think
0: it's kind of similar. Like in in a way, all the Eastern philosophies have a very different impact than the Western philosophies that I, I've either read or endorsed.
2: Yeah, I feel like um, I've been I've been focusing a bit more on. I know that this is. A, about medicine and all, but I think it ties a bit into the conversation yeah um, I've been looking into like more Eastern treatment or medical treatments as opposed to more Westernized, so like, like natural med- treatments yeah natural okay. treatments, so uh, the one which I actively participate like use on a day to day basis is like exercise, right yeah, uh, or like just clean eating, which a lot of times people disregard,
0: right yeah. um, well, like even our, our type of eating like yeah, we're yeah, 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 mostly yeah. like we've based. all
1: heard we've all heard stories of the person the person who was diagnosed with some terminal illness. And then out of like positive thinking or some like unconventional thing that they got out of it, yeah, right? Those yeah. are
2: those are really weird. Yeah, like prevention as opposed to yeah. like active, uh, what's it called, treatment? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And I think that's like part of, that's why, that's what kind of attracts me towards more Eastern philosophy. Because yeah, yeah. I feel like it kind of ties into the whole yoga and meditation thing. Yeah, like You're preventing the issues from brewing, like depression, anxiety, before they even you know, are a prominent issue in your life. Whereas, it's, it's
0: like you're working through all your stuff. Whereas like in a Western world run by things like capitalism, where we're constantly focused on that monetary goal. We don't focus on like ourself. We focus on, all right, what type of goods do I got? Like, do I got a phone? Yeah. Do I have a house? Yeah. Do I have a Ferrari? Yeah. But yeah. It
1: becomes a mean of identification. Exactly. Like our identity becomes what we consume. And Definitely. like
0: in, in econ, Amon, Amon and I are both taking AP econ right now and our, Mr. Coggin, who, who's our teacher, teacher. Was, was talking about how our whole society, like everything we look at, is just goods. Like, do you have XYZ number of goods? And it's sad because the only good that matters, and it's really not a good, is yourself. Yeah. Like at and the end mm-hmm. of the day, yeah, that's we true. all die without any of those
1: material
2: yeah. things. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We were, um, I was doing a little bit of reading because we're learning about Marx in my European history class. And um, I watched a few videos and they were talking about the sense of alienation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that kind of ties into what you're you're saying because, you know, with all this constant production and all this drive for more, people are alienated in the sense that they're removed from themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if we can take active effort through meditation, through whatever, whatever the hell you want to do. I mean, if yeah. you want a box, if that helps you center, center yourself as opposed to just wanting more and more and more mm-hmm. and just being in the moment, like do it. Yeah. You
1: know what I'm saying? That's the... I think that's the biggest issue people go through. And it's like, it's the, it's an identity question. Right? It's like, who are you? Mm. Since Obviously it's a very difficult question to answer. So yeah. to answer. It's so hard to answer. It's how you choose to define, like when people, like when you say, tell me a little bit about yourself, yeah. how you answer is, is yeah. most indicative of who you are. Or who you, right? what, who you think you yeah. are in particular. Like if you say, tell me a little about yourself. And I talk about debate and magic. Yeah. You, obviously you know that those are important. To Those are central things that I use to define myself with. Yes. Right. But we we'll say like, like, tell me about yourself. Do you say, like, I work as, or I do this for a living, mm-hmm. right?
0: I think, so, given the interview process, Aman and I are both applying college, and we've both had a bunch of interviews. I think the interview process itself, in a, in a way, connects to all of this. Like, I like interviews. I actually do, too. I, I kind of see it as a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Like, I get to figure stuff out about them, and they get to figure stuff out about me. But what I've been most interested in is seeing their, like, quality of life. After they the they graduate, yeah, okay, and like asking them like what like what are you doing now and how are you doing it like how is your life yeah, and I found and and f- over the past few weeks I've been doing a lot of like I guess soul searching I don't like using that that word it sounds really cliche but and like looking within myself and asking myself like who am I yeah and so many people run away from that question because it is it's so, so difficult it's so yeah. hard to answer people have spent Thousands of years, trying to answer that question.
1: But there's no objective answer to that question. Exactly,
0: and that's the hardest part because there's no objectivity. It's all subjective. So you have to define it for yourself. You have to look within yourself, and you have to actually ask yourself, "Who do I want to be? Who am I right now? What do I got to do to take steps to be the better version of myself?"
1: This is what this is the thing that I've struggled with the most. What if like, self identity doesn't even exist? Like in sense, in sense that, what if? Like, the idea of, like, do you think we have free will? Ah, uh,
0: you asked me this so much.
2: I, like, it's so hard what to do answer. What do you define as free will?
1: Do you believe in fate or, like, destiny? Yeah. I think, I I think, think there's a whole. This is part. all subjective. Like, yeah. N- yeah. This is, like, there, there's a quote that's like, like, ch- like, chance always looks like fate in the taillights, right? In the mm. sense that. Because this, this, this is something that I saw online. It's like the, way, like the way to generate sympathy for anyone, right? Like you talk about these people, just a horrible action, right? Like murder or something like that. Like if you grew up the same exact way that they did and had the same exact experience as you would go do that too. like no one does anything wrong or not normal given their notion of the world, given everything that they were raised with, right? Because who you are is made up of two things, right? Nature and nurture. We know that, mm-hmm. right? Nature you can't control, right? Sure. Nurture you can, but it's it's about where you get born into, right? So when I'm a when I'm a baby, I don't choose who I spend my time around or whatever like that. Even now if I choose who I spend my time around, if I choose to do this right now, that action was made using all of nature inertia from the past, right? Mm-hmm. So in the sense that anyone who's born in a, who was born when I was born with my DNA would do exactly what I'm doing now. Does it, like that that's what I don't that's what that's what I'm having a hard time. Like I know I have free will in the sense I can choose to get up and leave right now if I wanted to. Yeah. Right? But my shoes looking back was that action uh going to happen regardless given my nature and my nurture because I can't con- those are two things that I cannot control. Sure.
0: Right? I think there's a way that nurture can be controlled. And I even think nature can be controlled. My explanation is going to be this. So, I've been talking with my dad. My dad's a doctor. And he talks a lot about how he's looked at some research where you can literally change your DNA. Not like like splice. You can activate stuff. certain yes, certain
2: yeah. aspects of your DNA. Okay, so I know you're going along yeah. with this. for me personally, he, he told me a few years ago, he said, Joey, you have to start running. I said, why? Why why do I need to do running? He said, actually just any form of cardio. He said uh I, I said, why? He goes, because there's certain aspects in your DNA which won't be activated if you don't, don't have don't that cardio. Don't have that cardio. So for instance, sure my mom's side doesn't really do a lot of, like, cardio and stuff like that. Um, or just in my, like, my history, right? Yeah. There's been a lot of, like, heart heart issues. and okay. like our family. Yeah, stuff. we have a lot of um, med- medical issues within our, like, family line. So one way in which we could counter that, which my dad was bringing up, is doing a form of cardio, which literally activates certain yeah, aspects of, of your DNA, which wouldn't have been activated otherwise. Yeah. So is that the,
0: that? Kind of. But the, the odd thing, like what Amon was saying, looking back on it now, the question then becomes, was that really you acting? Or was that just already predetermined? But this is like the oldest question ever. Because we can never answer the question of, does God exist? Or does a higher being exist? So if you believe a higher being exists, in a way, you almost have to concede that someone else, or something else, has at least some control over your life.
1: That's where I think I disagree a little bit. Really, In the sense that I think that I don't view the higher being as being separate from me. Hmm.
2: Yeah, that's what I was trying to go at. Like, do you think that this quote I don't know if okay, I'm just gonna refer to it as God, right? Sure. Do you think that God is a part of you? Or yes. do you think that God is just okay
1: you I think, think that, I think we are this is, I think this, that is that that, yeah. this is I'm um, I'm gonna show you a page after this that I want you to read. Okay. But um this is what I think that we are all individualizations of God in mm-hmm. the sense that hmm. like we are we are multipart beings, right? In the sense that we have emotion, um, Whereas in actions, everything like that, we have our physical selves, our soul, and our mind, right? In the sense that I think that our soul, like most people think the, the soul is in the body. I think we talked about this a while ago. Mm-hmm. I think the, the soul is like an aura around the body mm-hmm. in the sense that there's no telling where like your aura ends and mine begins. In the sense that if you open this door right now, we're in, we're in a small room right now. If you open this door and go into the basement, there's no telling from where the, the air in this room ends and the air in that room begins. Yeah. But we know that the air here is say room air. And the air out there is basement air, Mm -hmm. right? And since that, I know this, like right here, I'm more Amman than I am Asher, if Asher's sitting next to me, but there's no telling where Asher ends and I begin. So I think we're all connected though. Mm -hmm. And since that, I think, like I read this once that human beings, the entire earth, everything is God's body. So just
2: everything is God. I remember watching this Avatar: The Last Airbender episode. That's the that dude. that... We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in a minute. But so good. So good. Honestly, if you got, if you haven't, I can't be friends with you if you haven't watched it. Nah, like, don't say that. All right, no, nah, I'm just playing. But um, no, I remember this one episode where, I forgot what happened, but it just had this scene of, literally energy just traveling everywhere. Yeah. So some man was touching a tree, right? Sure. And the energy from miles upon miles upon miles away. From a person's conversation was
0: still in contact with yeah.
2: him, right? And I, I actually agree with that. I feel like everybody's connected. I think, I think
0: everything that we this gets onto like a more specific detail. I think every single action someone takes impacts everyone else. That's yeah. That's true. And a butterfly impacts. Yeah yeah, 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 like the butterfly effect. And it's it's weird to think about like
1: whether it's Peter If I or touch not.
0: if I touch there's a book right, right under my mic. If I touch this book. Maybe something happened somewhere else because of it. It's like voodoo dolls. Yes. (laughs) I mean, like, I I hate to use that. Those things are so scary. I don't think that's true.
2: Yeah, honestly. I I don't think... I think it's the... I think it's the thought, like it's
1: the thought that's true. Yeah. Like if I if saying? I continue to wish ill will upon a person, yeah, like, it's possible yeah. that that materializes. That's true.
0: That's true. Yeah. It's possible that you're the one who makes it materialize. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I an interesting an interesting question to wrestle with is: Should we look? So a lot of time, or this is my view of things. I view when we were primitive, right? Yeah. We we look to the skies. We say there are these gods. Are you talking about when?
1: evolutionary primitive or just women? yeah like whatever it is before like, we were human beings we're talking at the beginning of the time when we we're human be- beginning beings. beginning
0: of the time we're human like and okay, okay, stuff okay. like that we look to the skies we say oh my god i don't know how to explain this okay. i don't know how to explain how the sun goes down and the moon comes up i'm sure. gonna call them gods yes fine. and that's how we explain things and that continues 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 but we've gotten to a point where we can explain a lot but there's still a lot that's unexplained like mm-hmm. in physics there are a whole bunch of things that we cannot explain we can't reconcile differences between certain equations but we know that they work absent like each other existing sure But the question for me that I wrestle with a lot is, should we really be looking to science to try and answer the question of, like, everything in this world? Do you know what I mean? Like, we're trying, we're pushing, it's almost like a frontier. Yeah, yeah. Like, we continue to push the frontier of what we can explain with science, but is that really the thing that should be the explanation of why things occur? Or are we just, like... Ging our own necks <laughs> and like making a stupid mistake because in reality we'll never be able to understand all of that or should we still continue to try and understand even though we'll never be able I feel to feel like understand.
2: human like curiosity is just yeah, I think an essential should. aspect of humanity in yeah. the sense that even if we even if we think that there's no point in, even if there is no point in doing research or trying to figure out the unknown it's just a part of human yeah. life yeah. Like they're still gonna be curious and they're still gonna try and discover i mean why did why did people try and sail to uh the americas right because yeah. they were curious there's no incentive for them they they had no clue that there would be natural resources here yeah, yeah. you know yeah. they, yeah, were, just they were gonna get
0: to another location yeah, yeah they, they didn't even, they think didn't they even, they even gonna know they here. just
1: said okay let's take a little bit more left yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think science is a viable means of exploring spirituality and like trying to answer these questions. in the sense that like law of attraction the idea of like my thinking, like, positive thinking will lead to positive outcomes have been along for a really long time. Yeah. Or, like, obviously, if you're optimistic, you tend to be a happier person, you, more good stuff tends to happen to you, right? Mm-hmm. But science is starting to prove that with, like, the idea of vibration and things like that, right? But I do think that we talked about barriers to entry earlier, that, like, you don't need, like, instance that you don't need money to connect to God, you don't need extraordinary intellect to connect to God either, right? Simple. That, like, all the answers in life's questions, no matter how smart I am, like, someone who's, much like less smarter than anyone else can still answer those questions by feeling feeling is the way feeling is like the language of the soul if that makes sense
0: you know i've trust my i used to be someone who liked to think through a lot of things like i tried to be very logical Mm. but there was this one impulse yeah there was this one time where my mom told me like you have to start trusting your gut like you have to develop it like it's a it's a skill Mm. and now that i've developed it that's all that i trust like my logic is faulty like the same thing happens with logical fallacies. You have the same premises and get to different mm-hmm. conclusions. So at the end of the day, your feeling, or like Aman says, like that which is your soul, like the expression of your soul, that feeling is the only thing that can
1: guide you. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's all a vessel for feeling. Like the mm-hmm. same way we put like why why do we read things? We read to feel something. Why do we talk? We we like the purpose of everything is to feel something. Words are a vessel for frequency in the sense that logic isn't bad in and of itself. It's a, it's a vessel for our feeling, for our soul, yeah. but it's, it's not, the say, the best vessel. So like it gets diluted or whatever like that. That's why you say, like, I can't express that in words, right? In the sense that words are a vessel to express what you feel, yeah. but it's, it, you can't always express everything in so that. feeling in the is It's the not most, a big enough vessel.
0: Yeah, feeling feeling yeah. is the most genuine is what you're kind of saying. So it's like, trying it's trying like science, yeah. when it comes to all these things, is just a vessel, but for it's never, it's, like, do you agree? It's never going to be complete. Like, I don't think we'll ever get to a point where we completely understand everything. That would be sad. That would be terrible. It would destroy
1: our incentive to have curiosity. Why do
2: you think we have new technology growing? Like, we have just new technology coming out mm-hmm. every single day. Why well, I don't do you think, think
1: there we- is an everything? I think, in the sense that you said, like, you think, you don't, th- are you saying that you don't think science, if, this, like, if everything is right here, if it's a finite point, you're like, are you saying science will never reach that? Or are you saying it's infinite at the point where it's impossible for us to ever reach anything? So, off? I think it's, we like, never never asymptotic. Infinite.
0: Like, I think we can approach it. And this is, this is, so is like, one you, of my you're life saying you're saying your approach it
1: is defined. There's like a defined point of everything in the sense of like y equals one. We can approach the line y equals one, but we'll never reach it. Or are you saying it's yeah. infinity? If we think can yeah. never That's reach kinda, infinity. I think it's
0: kind of defined. Like even even infinity, right? We never approach. Like it's in a way it's asymptotic, but like infinity doesn't. Like there's no really there's no quantifiable number. Yeah. You can so maybe, never reach infinity. Though. Maybe in a yeah maybe you in reach a way. Y equals one. But if it's asymptotic, you never reach it.
1: I know, but the, I'm saying is. Are you saying the point we never reach is a defined point that like I uh, yeah, never reached and we're just far away from that, that we're never going to be able to reach it?
0: Looking at it as an infinity question is, is probably a better point of analysis, probably just because like from a universe perspective, our universe keeps growing, growing, growing at a point. it Like scientifically, they argue that it collapses, like it literally just expands so far that the matter can no longer sustain and we just collapse like time and space collapse. Then we have another big bang. So the the hard thing for me is to reconcile whether or not we actually get to a point because we're never going to know. Like no one's going to be around to tell you that the universe is going to collapse because once it collapses everything starts over again. Yeah. So in a way, like we can never really answer that. But if they are correct, then there is a finite point where we can understand everything in the universe. But if it continues to collapse, then we'll obviously well, when never you say understand
1: everything. We can understand like we understood electricity in 19 whatever yeah. we just figured out new uses for it now yeah right so do you are you saying that we'll understand everything and all innovation will stop or are you saying we'll understand everything and innovation can still continue we can still keep learning things and doing new things
0: i think if if there's a finite point then like, like I was we can thought, never create anything else yeah, everything that's been created will have already been yeah, created because if there's something more that we can create then we don't know everything because then there's a better form like a better efficiency there's better technology
1: yeah. but i don't is, think there's so but you think there is a limit then I, I, don't I don't know. I don't think there's a limit. I don't. I, I don't think really that think that there
0: is. is. I think there's always going to be a process of like creative understanding. That that's that's why we are yeah. human and we're not like I don't know, like a rock. Yeah. Because we have this innate drive to just understand more about the world, even if even if we cannot understand everything. Yo, yeah. are you, are you saying?
1: Sorry, it's good. You can go. You can. <laughs> As I'm, I know. I keep asking you a lot. Of questions, yeah, yeah. But, um, when you say that we'll never understand it, are you saying that? science will never understand it or that human beings and science philosophy together when you put it all of it then we'll still never understand I, it. I think when, even when you put everything together you'll never understand it. Okay. I just like I can't
0: and maybe like there's a whole there's this whole argument that like maybe humans just can't understand
1: like maybe but does that mean trying is futile or we should keep trying though m- we should keep trying i mean okay progress
0: is possible i think that people just view. enjoy
2: the uh, the aspect of trying like, like even yeah, if, yeah even yeah. if we know that okay for instance we cannot visualize the fourth dimension or like mm-hmm. we we cannot understand different realms not try to do yeah, it. yeah we should i mean we should just keep on trying because it's fun you know yeah, like yeah. like why does Neil deGrasse Tyson keep on doing crazy research or having crazy talks with yeah. like intellectuals all across the globe about stuff which we can't even understand which yeah. is un- it's unintelligible to us right
1: I think Ben Franklin said like the idea of defining your life to honing a skill that can never be perfected is a really cool thought like, like one so there's he always had, growth that's yeah, possible yeah he had one I think he I don't know if it was Ben Franklin maybe it was someone else but like 13 traits which he wanted to go about achieving was like um the niceness to people less ego There's like 13 positive things and one of them was humility right and you can never achieve humility right like he was there's a story i don't know if it's true he's asked like on his death but which of those did you never achieve humility and like obviously if he said i did achieve humility then he wouldn't be humble like humble humble. Yeah. yeah in a way yeah and since that it's it's cool that's the idea of like Learning for the sake of learning is, I think, an end in and of itself. And I think that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, I think an interesting thing. So when we talk about perfection, in my view, I don't like you were talking about, like how humility you cannot really achieve it. In a way, perfection is something that you can never achieve. Like that whole saying, like you work to be perfect or like work hard to improve and like get to a point of perfection. There's no such thing as perfection. There's always something more that can be done. I think and if we do get to a point of perfection, then nothing more can be done. Like it relies, that premise is conditioned based Sorry. off of there's no such thing as perfection. Then if there's no such thing as perfection, then we should still approach, well, then if we, can't, we still we can't want approach to approach something it.
1: that's not real, though, if there's no such thing So it's a, it's a divine dichotomy. Yeah, divine maybe. Dichotomy.
0: Maybe. That's interesting. Joe, what were you going to say? Oh, uh, shoot. What was
2: it? What, what were you just saying?
0: I was talking about uh, how we can never reach perfection, and it's like... yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I want to make an adjustment to what I said before. I don't think that humans have a drive towards curiosity. I think they have a drive towards overall growth. Because you, you made that point, and I, I yeah. think I definitely agree with it. I definitely agree. I think with
0: creativity it. and growth go hand in hand. Yeah, like, mean, you that, can't have growth like without it, creativity.
2: I think that creativity and curiosity are just a subsect of growth, in a sense. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, what, why, why do people... You know, the same way that why do people want to work out more a lot of times to get bigger, to grow? I mean, yeah. that's like the only material, yeah. right? Why do people want to, I don't know, uh, debate about God, if He exists or not, because they want to grow. Yeah. I have a, but not even better understanding, just grow. Just grow as an individual because of the conversations that they have. Mm. Grow physically because, I don't know, just whatever. Grow mentally. I mean, just a, just an overall growth. Yeah, they're
0: trying kind of drive. Yep. Stories. All right. So last thing, Aman, any last things to say? No, I think you we got it. It was a fun you conversation. To I totally agree. Amon,
2: did we uh did we talk about your magic stuff? Just doing magic oh tricks? yeah, I want to
0: talk about yeah, that actually. Okay. How? Last thing, how how does magic come together with this spirituality stuff? Because it it relies on like this we can't understand. You
1: talking about like, actual magic? You talking about card tricks?
0: Like oh. Is Damn, there a distinction? Into, yeah, is well, there a distinction?
1: Are you saying that? Are you asking me if magic d- is real, or are you asking me how does no, me I'm, doing card tricks influence yeah. my personality? I feel like or, you, or like
0: your spirituality, your relation how does sp- your view of, sp- of being spiritual integrate yeah. with you know like all this magic that you do? Yeah, Amon's very good magician. Yeah, yeah he literally good. goes around the library to do magic tricks for
1: people.
2: Yeah, I feel like you hone in on this unanswerable spirituality to give people enjoyment like how do, how does that work yeah okay, okay,
1: okay. so the perp- like the idea of magic is being something that you can't understand yeah right yep. and i think that like a lot of the i think magic is a means to the end of connection with other people mm. right but this is what this is what i don't like this, a lot of people say oh i hate magicians right like that's like a lot of people say that in the sense that they don't like not it's not that cuz i think a lot of magicians think they're smarter than other people and I think that when you approach it like that, then it's a bad idea. Sure. It's like, oh, if like the purpose is to fool you to prove that I can do something that you're not going to figure out. Then it's a bad idea. But When the purpose is, um, sorry, when the purpose is, <laughs> you're that, good. um, is this a means of connection? It doesn't matter whether we understand it or not. Cause when you understand it, it takes all the fun out of it. Right? Yeah. Well, like when you ask me how, like how to do the trick, you, you don't usually walk away unless it's a really good technique. You don't usually walk away thinking, oh, the presentation was better than the trick, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like the technique used to do the trick. But, um, Magic has definitely been the biggest thing for me that's helped me, like, like I said, come out of my shell and everything like that, but it's, because with magic, anything is, the idea of, like obviously, magic, anything is possible is a cliche of a sentence, right? But like, you can make, a, you can make like, a four-year-old today with nothing but a coin. You mm. can convince an adult of the impossible with just like a color prediction. And then this is a sentence that I wrote for one of my, one of my essays that I like. It's like, when you, can, when you can tell a story with twists and turns and a surprise ending with nothing but a pack of cards, then anything's possible, right? The only barrier preventing you from being the cause of a smile on someone's face is is nothing, right? Yeah,
0: that's that's fascinating how that connects so much. Jeez. on incredibly interesting dude. Where can they find you?
1: Where can they find me? Um, I have a YouTube channel called Magic Man Productions. Magic Man, one word, productions, a separate word. Magic, capital M, man, capital M, capital P. <laughs> um youtube.com magicman productions works well no capitals um so th- that i do like visual effects and stuff on that channel like small so just just me messing around with editing softwares and things like that that's for fun but um yeah
0: do you have any facebook or instagram that you want to plug i do not no all right <laughs> well find Amon at his youtube channel you might see joey and i on there as well because sure. we are <coughs> doing a video um but Amon, thank you so much for being on and thank for being our first interview which has been amazing, been amazing. Um, as always if any of you have your own opinions about what we talked about through the anchor app you can record yourself and submit for our next video um, or if you just want us to hear your opinion you can uh, email us at the debate without debate podcast at gmail.com also feel free to message us on anchor if that too or on any of our social media because we're going to be posting this episode on there Um, but that is all for today folks thank you so much for listening i know it was a long episode but we are exciting to continue this process and we will check back with you in about two weeks
2: that's all folks Peace.